Welcome to the Leaders Room, the podcast where we sit down with leaders from various fields to learn from their experiences, insights, and the journeys that have led them to where they are today. I'm your host, Samuel Nimakomensa, and in this episode, we have the privilege of speaking with Efia Boache, a program manager at Microsoft, who's made a significant impact through her work and initiative, Studenters. Studenters provides assistance to high school students on their way to college by providing mentors who can review essays and provide feedback. They provide a list of scholarships available for students. They provide general advice on SAT and ACT, and also advice on which schools to choose and which majors and minors to select. Ifia, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Ifia, let's get started by getting to know you better. Can you tell us a little bit about your background, your education, and how you ended up in your current role at Microsoft? Yeah, sure. So um, thank you for introducing me. Um, Hi, everyone. I'm Afia. Um, I'm a girl from the Bronx, New York, um, and I love it there. But I'm now located in Seattle, Washington, and I'm having a good time here as well. Um, I went to high school at the High School for Math, Science, and Engineering at CCNY, or HSMSC for short. Um, And I would end up going to college at the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, I went in as a pre-med student, um, but I ended up changing my mind and switching to cognitive science with a minor in computer science and another minor in music. Uh, after I discovered that I had more passion in the tech field. Um, I ended up doing an internship my freshman to sophomore year summer, um, and that was able to give me the exposure that I needed in order to get an internship at Microsoft, uh, where I would do program management, and that would turn into the full-time role that I have now. Awesome. Thank you so much. Now, Seattle is a long way away from New York. Right. And I'm sure it's been <laughs> I'm sure it's been challenging having to uproot from New York and move across the country to join me in Seattle over here. Um, what would you say are some of the challenges that you faced kind of having to start this new life by yourself in a completely different city, um, you know, without maybe your immediate family close by? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing, family. Um, I grew up with you know, a bunch of family members is like more than 10 of us in the house at a time. Um, and so going from a very full house where, you know, something's always happening, food is always ready and uh, <laughs>, laughs are always being shared to living by myself um, and having to navigate my life by myself um, has definitely been a big transition. Even going to college uh, two hours away from New York, uh, was still pretty close where I could go home for the weekends when I wanted to, but now, you know, a flight is six hours away. And so, you know, just navigating my life by myself and learning how I operate on my own has been a challenge, but it's also been a good self-discovery journey. Um, yeah. Fantastic. All right. I'm going to ask you one more hard question and we'll move on to talk a little bit more about studenters. Now, in your role at Microsoft, um, can you tell some of our listeners who are learning about what that experience um, is like, you know, from someone who graduated, 
you did an internship and then you started this really big tech company uh, where there are just so many different things, so many different people. What's what's that experience been like? Uh, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I definitely think that tech is a really cool space. And I think that Microsoft is a really cool company to work at because there are so many different uh, projects and teams and, you know, ideas that are always going around. And so you can always learn about a different person and the initiatives that they're uh, taking on at the company. And it can be completely different from yours. Or sometimes you'll learn about a project and you'll start to connect the dots and see how it's connected to your own. Um, and so that's been really cool. Um, in terms of what I do um, as a program manager, I manage a couple projects um, and, you know, I help facilitate communication between teams as well as attend meetings just to make sure that uh, we're able to get our projects um, on track uh, to be released. And, you know, it's been a really good experience. You know, it's been hard in terms of the learning curve um, and just learning all the background knowledge that a lot of the people that I work with have. Uh, and that's something I'm still working through. Uh, but I'm hoping that as I continue to be in this space, I'll learn more and, you know, it'll get easier. Fantastic. All right, let's switch gears and talk a little bit more about Studentas. Now, Studentas is a remarkable initiative. Um, I think that the work that you and your team have been doing is fantastic. You know, being a beacon of light to students who are trying to get into colleges and giving them um, some of the information that you wish that you knew before you attended college. So can you share with our listeners how you came up with the idea and what inspired you to start this program? Yeah, I mean, you know, I grew up in the Bronx. And so uh, for the most part, I went to school with underrepresented minorities my entire life. Um, when I went to middle school, I went to a failing middle school, actually. Um, and we were actually on the brink of closing until another charter school took over the school. Um, and I think the year before uh we got taken over, I started looking into other high schools because the middle school I was at turned into a high school. Um, and I didn't see myself there. I wanted to see if there was something else I could go for. Um, and I applied to my uh, high school that I went to, which is one of the eight specialized high schools in New York City. Uh, and these are schools that you take a test for uh, in order to get in um, and are pretty selective. And they have a bunch of really cool uh, resources. Uh, when I got to high school, a lot, I learned a lot of things um, that I realized that a lot of the high schools in the Bronx or a lot of high schools that didn't have the same resources might not be getting. And so, you know, after graduating high school, going to college and COVID hit and we had a lot of time, I was like, okay, well, now that I have the time, I want to share some of the resources that I learned from my high school that I think would be really helpful for students who might not have those same resources or might not get that same opportunity. Um, and so it started on Snapchat. I just posted a quick uh, sentence and I was like, you know, if you would like to mentor high school students uh, who are going through the college process, uh, just swipe up and let's talk. And I think about 10 or 15 people swiped up um, and I started a group chat and then we started the Google form for students. Uh, we got 50 to 60 signups and things started from there. Uh, we started the Zoom calls and student tours started. Doesn't everything start from Snapchat? <laughs> 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 
All right. So let's talk a little bit about some of the impact the program that you started has um, had in your community and maybe, you know, uh, in other cities and other communities as well. Now, some of the things that your program does is to um, help people with scholarships, financial aid, um, college um, essays. Um, so just talk us through maybe some of the success stories that you've had um, kind of navigating and implementing some of these programs um, that Studenters basically is all about. Yeah, um, there are a couple people that come to mind uh, when I think of success stories of Studentors. I won't say their names uh, just for their privacy, but I have one friend who's now at UPenn now, but she was a mentee uh, when Studentors first started. Um, and she really appreciated the essay tips. She wrote me uh, later after she got into the school, but she really appreciated the essay tips and the scholarship tips that we gave. Uh, one scholarship that we talk about a lot in student tours is QuestBridge, and it's a full-ride scholarship for underrepresented um, college students or underrepresented high school students looking to go to college. Um, and she was able to get it and able to uh, go to my school. And so. Um, I'm really grateful that she was able to find out about that scholarship through our program. And we have multiple students who actually found out about the QuestBridge um, scholarship through our program and go to UPenn, Tufts, um, and other schools. Um, I have another student who would end up taking over student tours uh, who did the program as well. And she applied uh, to the Jack Kent Cook scholarship, um, which is another uh, Full ride a scholarship. I think they actually provide up to 45 or 50K, something around those numbers um, a year. And she was able to get it and she accredits that uh, to the student source program. And so I'm just really grateful that I've been able to help students uh, be able to find these resources and be able to apply to these schools and, you know, get in and feel confident in themselves. That is just fantastic. I, I love to hear these stories that, you know, actually kind of tell how impactful your work is in people's lives. And it just goes to show how great this program has been. Now, I know that there's a lot of good, but I'm pretty sure there must be some challenges as well. You know, starting something from Snapchat is always going to be <laughs> challenging. Um, so tell me about some of the obstacles and maybe some of the challenges that you faced um, or you've encountered along the way. And how, how did you overcome them? Yeah, um, I think... One challenge, obviously, was keeping people engaged throughout the program, both mentors and mentees alike. You know, this is a volunteering type of experience, and so there's not really the cash incentive to, you know, continue to participate as a mentor. And then for mentees, maybe they, you know, get tired after listening to a lot of people talk for an hour each week. And, you know, the program would go for four or five weeks. And so we started uh, experimenting with some ways that we can continue to keep people engaged. I thought it would be good to increase interaction between uh, mentors and mentees. And that's why we started offering uh, college essay um, editing, as well as one-on-one -on -one mentorship where mentors could sign up to meet with their uh, mentees and, you know, give more of a personal, you know, kind of touch to uh, the experience. And so, yeah, we, we worked through that. And I think like it's helped the program to continue and to grow. 
Yeah, I, I can definitely see some of the challenges, especially motivating people to really donate their time to help people they don't know, mm -hmm. right? And in your experience, did you ever encounter a time where, you know, you had to, for example, maybe, you know, motivate some of the mentors in a way that was uncommon to you just because you wanted the program to succeed? Was there anything that maybe you had to do specifically to kind of keep the program going when maybe the the interest um, wasn't at its peak? Yeah, um, I think one thing that was important was reminding everybody of how valuable their role was um, in the program. There were some people that were specifically there because we, we needed their experience and we needed uh, mentors like them to speak to the mentees. So I think one year I had to look for HBCU students um, because we had a lot of PWI or predominantly white institution, so big schools, um, uh, students on the on the Zoom calls. Um, and we wanted people who also had the HBCU experience so that uh, mentees who were wondering which type of school they could choose could ask about both experiences. Um, and so sometimes I'd write it in the chat or I'd write to a mentor specifically, um, you know, hey, this mentee is looking for your experience. Would you be willing to share with them? Would you be willing to reach out to them? And that usually helped um, in terms of keeping the engagement going. And I think just making sure that people knew that their role was important um, helped them to continue to participate as well. Yeah, that, that, that sounds really, really, really interesting. I just had a thought as you were speaking. Now, I know that um, you probably had a diverse range of mentors and a diverse scope of students who were looking for mentors. So what, how do you pair them? How do you, you know, assign a mentor to a mentee? Is there like a formal logistical process or do you have some kind of software that you use in order to do that? Honestly, it was more so uh, looking at the interests of the mentees and looking at the interests of the mentors and seeing where they aligned. And so when we um, started the process, we would ask the mentees to fill out a Google form talking about their major, what type of school they went to, and asking a bunch of information. And we would ask the mentees to do the same thing. Um, and so based on the interests of the mentees, maybe if it was a specific major that they were looking for or a type of school that they wanted to go to, we would be able to figure out, okay, which mentor would be best able to help you to figure out where you want to go. And also the mentees had, you know, a choice in choosing who they wanted to speak to as well. Um, they were given all the mentors' um, contact information until they were able to reach out when they wanted to as well. Fantastic. All right. So I, I know for sure that there are probably some high school students who eventually, since this is the very first episode of the Leaders Room, will eventually listen to this podcast. So as someone who's been through this process, who's mentored people, what is some advice that you can share to someone aspiring to get into a UPenn, UMich, Tufts, you know, those kind of schools? What, what is some advice that you can give them as they begin? Like some people don't even know where to start, right? So what's some advice you can give to them? Yeah, I think one of the biggest um, advices I can give is to shoot your shot. Um, I think that a lot of the time, 
people uh, assume that maybe because they don't look like the average candidate, that they're automatically not going to get in. That's even something that I did during my process. And so there were certain schools I didn't apply to because I just didn't feel like I would get in. I just didn't think I was good enough. And that's a big regret that I have because um, as I've, you know, grown and as I've, you know, tried new things, um, shooting my shot and just putting my name out there and just trying was the reason why I got a lot of the opportunities that I ended up getting. Uh, Even my job now that I have, um, I remember applying um, to the job and not feeling like I had as much experience as a lot of the other applicants. I didn't have a internship my sophomore to junior year as well. And so that gap was in my resume. Uh, But I just told myself, you know what, if I don't try, I'll never know if I'll be able to get in. And I ended up getting interviews with Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Facebook. I got two interviews from them. And so, you know, just try your best and, you know, just shoot your shot and, you know, just see where um, it takes you. That's the biggest advice I can give. Shoot your shot is definitely something I'm going to tell my kids today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's super important that you at least give yourself an opportunity where, you know, you 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 can get a, a an opportunity to grow with some company. So definitely some good advice out there. Um, Studenters definitely is available to help people. And I hope this is not our last interaction. I, I'm going to try and see if I can get you to talk to some of the uh, Ghanaian students out here in the West Coast for a program that could uh, potentially give them some opportunity to interact with you as well. So what are your plans for studenters? Um, are there any exciting developments or any projects on the horizon? Uh, I think you mentioned the biggest one. Um, I'm excited to talk to the West Coast students um, and just see Uh, what their experience is like in the college process and also be able to provide any insight where I can. Um, And I'm also looking to hand off the program to a younger uh, leader. Um, And so that's something I'm going to look into. Um, I've I've grown, you know, and kind of grown away from the process. I still edit essays, though, and still read all the time and give people my input. Um, But I think it would be nice to also have somebody who's more in in tune with the process, you know, leading. So that's what we're looking at right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's wrap this up. And and maybe you can tell us a little bit about your, um, some of the lessons you've learned as a leader, right? Um, starting this organization, facilitating this organization by organizing people, resources together. Um, it's not an easy thing. So personally, how have you grown and what are some of the leadership lessons that you've learned and maybe can share with our audience today? Yeah, I think uh, this program has just made me more confident in my ability to help other people. Um, There is so much knowledge that I think we all have uh, that we can give to other people and, you know, just never underestimate how much you can help somebody else, uh, no matter what you're doing. Um, I think that's a big thing that I learned. And as a leader, I think it also taught me how to work with different people, uh, interact with different people, and just to help people in the best way that they can be helped. 
different people have different needs, different people communicate differently and learning how to interact with different people and, you know, uh, meeting their needs in the best way that they need um, has been something that I've learned as well. And I'm really grateful for. Thank you so much. This has been uh, a really good introduction to learn a little bit more into the life of Efia Boache, who is a program manager at Microsoft. Thank you, Afia, for sharing your inspiring journey and the incredible work that you are doing with Studenters. It's been a pleasure having you on the Leaders Room. Before we wrap up, do you have any final thoughts or messages you'd like to leave for our listeners? Um, I don't know. If you're interested in Studenters or if you're interested in learning more about the program or if you're even still in the college process um, or about to be in the college process and you want to reach out, uh, please do. I think Sam will leave my information maybe in the video somewhere, but I can also say my email. Um, it's fiaboache16 at gmail.com. And so uh, please reach out if you want any resources or any information or just want help. Um, and I'll be glad to help you. Thank you so much, Afia. Um, this has been the first episode of The Leaders Room, and we hope to continue to bring you stories of exceptional leaders such as Afia who are making a difference in this world. If you've enjoyed this episode, feel free to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thank you for joining us, and until next time, keep leading and make a positive impact.